You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better, and today we have Svetla Melchuk on the podcast, a home stager for when you're selling homes, but more than that, a, a digital entrepreneur who helps people across the world stage a home. I'm going to just pass the mic over to her and let her give a quick introduction. Sveta, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you, Phil, so much for having me on your lovely podcast. So my name is Sveta Melchuk. I'm located in Montreal, Canada. So I'm Phil's neighbor. And I have been staging homes and decorating and as well as flipping properties with my husband since 2006. So I have um, had a quite a successful business, local business, and I am also specializing in anybody who needs to have their home sold and at the top price but in 2019 I kind of had a dream for already for a long time and I wanted to expand or pivot my services and take them online and so I developed some programs and some services and even some uh, a course for savvy home sellers anywhere who would like to turn their property into a showcase piece so they can sell it for top dollar. Excellent. Excellent. I like how you pivoted early into the digital world with courses. And we're, we're going to get into some of the courses that you have because it's going to be a, a great thing to learn for, especially first home home buyers need to, or for first home sellers, you know, they need to understand how to properly uh, blueprint out their house to make it the top dollar with the proper uh, staging. Um, one of my questions I want to get into is your, what would you consider your favorite success that you've had? So I've had a lot of successes in my last 15 years and I was trying to think about if I had um, something that was a favorite of mine. I mean, um, you know, one example I could give was this humongous, this huge mansion, which was a multi-million dollar home and it was sitting empty for over two years and it actually had five or six agents who tried to sell it during that time and it was just not selling. So the number six agent actually hired me and the client agreed to pay for not just the staging, but before that we prepared the property, which I believe is an extremely important uh, part of the process and most people unfortunately skip over it. So we painted most of the house and then we brought some furniture in and we made it look lovely. And um, it actually sold within two weeks. So, you know, I did big things. I do small things. But I would say probably one thing that I will never forget, it's my first paying client, of course, like most of us, right? And um, I was so extremely nervous that I literally thought I was going to pee my pants because I was very insecure and uh, the house looked very beautiful. It was a, in a quite a, a high, high-end uh, neighborhood in Montreal. And uh, the family was lovely. And when I walked in, all I was thinking about is trying to hide my insecurity and I look like I was really competent and I really knew what I was doing. So obviously I succeeded. 
because I did uh, make some changes to their to their house. I told them to reorganize certain furniture certain way. They had a problem. I still remember 15 years later that had an it's issue. It's biggest moment. Of course you would. Yeah, because it was an important moment. Um, they had a fireplace that was not being utilized properly as a focal point of the room. So we, we worked on that. Anyway, we did some changes. And as a matter of fact, the, the interesting thing was that they loved what I did for them so much that they invited me a week later to come over and have a glass of wine with them. And that is what I knew that whatever my insecurity were and whatever how scared I was, obviously, A, I did not show it. And B, I still gave them value and I still came off as a professional because they saw the value of what I was doing. And so that kind of made me feel a lot more confident to continue with my second, third and fourth clients. That's amazing. Yeah, you just faced your fear of, oh, I'm going to do this. You face it, you you met it head on and you passed on. And that, that's awesome hearing stories of those successes like that. Um, I want, I want to go on to uh, maybe a failure because failure is part of the entrepreneurial world and um, always learning from your failures is important. You put here, uh, when I usually ask, I ask for best lesson learned from failure. You put, uh, even if you can always do better, what I do now still gets my clients results they need. You want to expand what you mean by that and uh, maybe let my audience know? Yeah, so... Um... You know, I was trying to think about failures. First of all, I don't like failures, so I have a hard time. I have a hard time thinking about failures. And honestly, I think I've been I've been kind of blessed in my uh, local physical home staging business because I always managed to save the situation. I've been in some difficult situations, but we always found a way to turn it around. But what I do realize is that if I look back in my previous, let's say my beginnings, I didn't have a lot of inventory. You know, I was probably not as good as I am now in terms of uh, decorating abilities. And so when I look back at the pictures of certain stages that I did and my beginnings, the first couple of years, I realized that they were really bad. <laughs> this is really not very good. But the more important than that, it still gave my clients the results that they were expecting, which means that they still managed to get their house sold and for the price that the client was very happy with. Therefore, it just proved to me that even if it was not necessarily up to my standards or up to my standards of today, it still did the work, the job that was supposed to do and it gave the client the transformation and the result that they needed. And that's the most important thing. Oh, I, love that. I love how you, you're turning it like, yes, now they may not, I would be horrified to give that to a client, but back then it, I have to remember it got my clients the results that they needed. And that's, and that's the yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters in the job that I do is to help my clients sell their homes fast and for top dollar. And so if the high, the client is happy and they and we get that result, that's the only thing that matters. I love it. Just remembering it's not your perfection. It's the, the perfection that the client is happy with. And that sometimes is just $15 more than what they thought they could have got before. But obviously in your line, it's millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I want to go through maybe just a few tips because you are a staging expert. 
what are some mistakes that uh, first-time home sellers, like they're setting up their house to be sold, what are some mistakes that you you usually see before when you're brought in and you're like, okay, I'm going to fix this and uh, maybe some ways they can avoid it? Yeah. So there are a lot of mistakes and I actually, I have a freebie. I have a, I have a lead magnet that um, that's called uh, the 10 mistakes home sellers should avoid. It's a little one sheet PDF. I'll be very happy to share it with uh, whoever is interested. So I can't remember all of the things on hand, uh, but basically one of the things that I'm very, very adamant about is that I believe that if you want to get a lot of money for your house, then you should be putting the uh, appropriate amount of effort and investment into preparing the house for sale. And um, I'm, I'm probably a lot different from a lot of other stagers out there who just kind of do a very superficial uh, fluffing. I call it fluffing job. You know, they'll tell you to put a couple of pillows and maybe put a plant in the corner and maybe just change some furniture around, which is all good. And it's all very important. And, and, and I'm not trying to minimize the importance of that step. But to me, this is the last step. This is what I call the decorating. But before you get there, depending on the condition of your house, and most people are not able to be uh, objective and critical towards their own home. And this is why it's so important to hire a professional for the objectivity and critical look that the professional can bring in and evaluate your current situation and tell you what you really need to do. So that would be like one of the biggest mistakes that a seller should avoid is not trying to do it themselves because they think they can because they saw, you know, Pinterest or they saw some some shows on HDTV. Unfortunately, most people are unable to visualize and be critical enough to know what really needs to be done. And then they end up wasting a lot of time and a lot of money on doing things that were not maybe were not uh, necessarily important. So that's like a huge mistake. And that's where I come in and I help people determine only the things that need to be done, which will get give them the smallest investment, but the biggest results at the end. And then there are other things. For example, some people, you know, they think that their house is fine and maybe that it doesn't need paint. And it can be something that's very personalized to them, which is exactly the opposite of what the home staging should be because the home staging is not about your tastes and the way you live but it's really about presenting your house, presenting your property in a way that will appeal to the majority of the people who walk in. And then we can get into a lot of other things such as smells, for example, nobody was talking about that, but it is a very important part of, of staging. So like I said, you know, I could go on and give other examples, but I would say the most, probably the most important thing is for people to A, realize that Staging doesn't matter the market, even in a hot market, you doing this staging properly will definitely assure you the best top result. You'll probably end up with competitive offers and it will drive the price up. So it's always a worthwhile effort because whatever money you invest in home staging will come back to you, you know, 10 times or 20 times or 100 times. Yeah, no, I 
we'll have the link to your uh, top 10 do's and don'ts in the uh, show notes down below because it's a valuable uh, tool to have whether you're staging your home for a party or even staging your home for you know selling it it's or to live in because i also a lot of people come to me and you know i don't i don't talk about it as much but it's called styling property styling or staging to live which is kind of a new area because it's uh, a lot of people are don't necessarily want to hire professional decorators, but they like the staging concepts and the way how it's less is more, it's more minimal. So they come to me and they ask for help of rearranging and improving on whatever they already have. So, you know, that's, that's called staging to live. Excellent. And that's something I, I, I never realized was something that was available is staging to live and glad you're able to, to provide that. Um, now, I, I want to know, what is a lesson you learned from some of your successes? Well, as I, as I kind of mentioned, you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy and it's a long road. And um, what made me, when I, when I, even when I feel nervous or insecure, and honestly, I still do. So even 15 years later, I would, I've done hundreds, probably thousands of stagings. And nevertheless, every time I have a staging to do the night before, I get really nervous and stressed because I want to make sure that everything is so perfect and that the client is happy and that I didn't forget anything important. And then when it's done, I look at what we did together, either just me and my team or, you know, working together with the client online. And I go, oh, my God, I can't believe the transformation that we were able to accomplish. And then it makes me think that why, you know, even when we are so scared and insecure and unsure, you know, right, you can call it imposter syndrome. Everybody got that, right? Um, and you still have to push through. You have to, as an entrepreneur, I think it's a, if you can't do that, you will not survive in, in this game, but you have to be able to put it aside and push through and do the best you can. And then, you know, celebrate the, the positivity and celebrate the result and celebrate that your clients are happy and satisfied with what you help them with. I fully agree. And I, it, it's it's about the results of your clients making sure they're happy that customer service that been repeated constantly throughout the uh, the seasons that that's the most important thing as long as you have that built that customer connection that they get the results they're happy they'll refer you to thousands of people and it's just building a great network of people um i want i want to jump into a bit about your beginnings where you started the entrepreneurial were you always someone who was entrepreneurial from birth no. or you were you just no. jumped into it okay as a matter of fact and you know I, it could be a long story but um i'm completely the opposite i come from a family of academics and uh i never ever thought that i would be an entrepreneur i was always scared of uh, being on my own and insecurity of where your next paycheck is going to come from but the circumstances of my life uh, made it that i realized at one point that i was just not happy in my corporate career i actually had a, co a corporate career for close to 20 years in information technology 
and uh, working for some of the biggest giants of information technology in sales and marketing. But um, I kind of, I became dissatisfied with that. And I was looking for something where I could have a bigger impact, personal impact. And I wanted to work with real people um, to, with, and I could see some changes that I could um bring to their life but I was a single mom with two kids and I didn't really have any money to invest and in late 2005 I just accidentally saw a show on HDTV and it was called Design to Sell and it absolutely blew me away the concept that's the first time where I heard about home staging and made me realize that it was such a logical concept and it was very beneficial to everybody involved obviously it's very beneficial to a home seller because by showcasing your house properly you will get a lot more money for it which makes a lot of sense and then of course it's beneficial to the real estate agent who is selling it because he or she will sell it much faster and it's beneficial as a career to the home stage and I realized that it was a service that was brand new. Nobody ever heard about it in Quebec. As a matter of fact, I was one of the first uh, two or three home stages who appeared on the market in 2006. And I decided to try it, but I tried it very slowly. I didn't just uh, quit my job. I had a very well-paying job. I didn't like my job, but I had to support my kids. So I started it part-time. And I was working nights developing my own website and I spent literally, you know, thousands and thousands of hours. So it was not something easy and I would never say it was, but it was more out of desperation. And I'm a very persistent person when I, when I decide that I want to that I want something I you know do like 100% to make it happen and over the course of I would say it took probably about almost two years for the home staging concept the kind of people started being more accepting of it as uh, there's some areas in the states which were a lot more developed because it comes from uh, Washington state but in our local area it took a while before people started kind of listening pay attention to what I had to say so I did it part-time on uh, for a couple of years and then my last job kind of let go of me because they found out that I had a parallel venture and they the president uh, summoned me in and they printed out my whole website and they said uh well you don't have a conflict of interest because it's not in the same field but you obviously have a conflict of time which was kind of true because I did make some phone calls and stuff uh, during my work hours. And so obviously somebody reported me and they gave me a choice. They said, you're either going to work for us full time and you're going to drop your, your other hustle or not. And I don't know where I found the courage. I literally do not know to this day, but I said, no, I'm going to continue with my, uh, with my business. And my parents thought I was crazy and all my friends thought I was crazy. And I went through a really difficult time. For a couple of years even financially was very very difficult but then slowly you know things started to happen and serendipitously i ended up giving some training courses in france all over europe and that kind of financed my my ability to develop my business a little bit more here and then you know creates a little warehouse of inventory or furniture that I started lend, uh, renting to clients and slowly slowly it built up but it built up over over course of several years that's amazing no I love how you had that just that go you're like you had your do or die moment you had your flight or flight you know that same moment you you looked hark back probably to the first time you were doing a home staging, you know, that 
you know, terror you were facing and then you, you overcame that and then you had that choice. Like, do I make that leap or do I stay and be boring and lose that, you know, joie de vivre, that energy drive. So I, I, and then you took that leap and even though you, you struggled, you, you persevered and you're, you're having an amazing career now and oh, I love it. I love that, those stories. That's an entrepreneur story I love. Actually, as a matter of fact, the truth is, and I tell this story because people still laugh at it and don't believe it, but it's absolutely true. The first time a client asked me to uh, rent them some furniture for a vacant uh, condo that they had, I did not have that furniture. I did not have the inventory, but I did buy a little bit before I bought a kind of an inexpensive living room set. Uh, which I kind of thought that maybe I'm going to end up renting out. And that's exactly what happened. I said yes to the client, but I didn't really have the furniture for him. And so I ended up moving my own living room from my own house. And then I maybe had like a spare bed. And I remember taking it, taking a desk from um, one of my daughter's room. And we ended up living with no furniture, no living room furniture for over six months because I thought it was going to sell like within a month or two, but mm. it did reasons and so uh, my daughters were always saying to me mommy it's okay you can take whatever you want except for our beds like don't take our beds for your stage <laughs> so yeah so you know you have to do what you have to do right you have to be creative no i love that and it sets a great example for your daughters and other f young female entrepreneurs that you can do it and you have that support as long as you're doing it for the right reasons and you were like taking care of your family and wanting to show help other people make more money from selling their houses so i love that like spirit of entrepreneurship and setting a great example for uh, future generations um what is like if i snap my fingers were many years down the road 20 30 40 50 years down the road how many you want what is the ultimate goal for you like what what is your like I, I'm, I, I, well, in 50 years, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Science is really cool these days. But yes, let's, be, before um, you pass away, of course, what is, what is like your ultimate goal? Well, I have a couple of goals. So some of them are business related and some of them are personal related. So as a business goal, I always saw myself um, as an IKEA of home staging because I really believe that it should not be a high end, very exclusive. Uh, and oh, people have this still misunderstanding that, you know, it, it can cost several thousands of dollars to furnish uh, a vacant home. But where I try to help people is anybody, you know, even if somebody has a $200,000 condo or if they have a $300,000 home, it doesn't mean that they cannot stage it and make a lot more money on it. So I've developed products and programs and services and methodology which would allow someone who lives in an occupied obviously who lives in a home to do most of it themselves with my professional help and advice but it really reduces the cost and i always help them find clever and inexpensive ways to enhance their house so that's why i say i'm like an ikea that's my ultimate goal is to make it accessible 
to everybody, doesn't matter where they live, doesn't matter what their budget is, but uh, we can always find a way to make it work for them. So there's part of the work that they have to do, just like at Ikea, right? So you save money, but you put you put effort into it by assembling the furniture yourself so here's the same thing where i provide all the help and support and advice and guidance but the person has to actually execute it themselves but the results are you know amazing i just recently had a client who sold their house for two hundred and one thousand dollars more than more than what wow yeah, a year ago, it's a, it's a condo in Florida. It's her sister-in-law, sister-in-law who passed away, unfortunately. And a year, less than a year ago, she was told by the real estate agent that there was no point in updating it, that she should just leave it as is and sell it for $450,000. She said no. She worked with me. She did put a lot of effort into it. And she put maybe, mostly it was paint and some furniture that she bought at thrift stores. So maybe around six dollars $7,000 that she invested in. And she sold it in one day for $651,000. So you're saying for about, we'll, we'll, we'll say $10,000. We'll just round yeah. up to be safe. And the return was $200,000, yeah. That, that is an insane return of investment just from yeah. uh, a, a, that small investment. Like, that, wow. And, it, and, and the time know, frame, it took two years and it would just working with you in 24 hours after she put it back up, it was taken off well, the market. It depends, you know, it really depends. Uh, every house is different. Of, of and every course, but like that is some of the amazing results that you've done. For example, another client last week, she worked with me in the area where she lives. Um, she was told that the houses like hers would not get more than $300,000. So she listed, but she worked really, really hard and we did an amazing job, if I may say so myself. And uh, she put her house on the market for just under three. 300 uh, a 289 I believe and within 24 hours she had two or three offers and she sold it for 335 so she just made $45,000 over asking price she was like absolutely delighted so for some people it might be 20,000 it could be 50,000 it could be 10,000 but you know whatever it is it's an absolute fact that people can generate that kind of return on their investments. So that is my business goal is to have everybody know that this is available and it is possible for them to achieve that with a little bit of effort and, you know, hopefully some guidance from me. As a personal goal, I want to be location independent. That's why I went online. I want to, um, we flip homes with my husband. So that's another, another business that we have. So I'd like to enjoy that process, maybe do a couple of houses a year. And I love to travel. So I um, now hopefully the traveling will be coming back. And so I want to travel more. And I want to get involved more into some uh, causes that are important to me. So to me, uh, education of children in um, less developed countries are super important. I'm involved in a little school that we created for uh, poor children in Dominican Republic where we have a, a little house. And I'd really like to spend more time there and be more involved in, uh, in helping those kids. Right now we have about 200 kids who attend that school. And uh, you know, it's the poorest of the poor of, of our village. So I'd like to be involved more in that. 
that that is amazing. I love you're not the only entrepreneur that I've had on that has a charitable uh, side. Well, I'm not taking credit. I must be honest. I'm not taking credit for that. Somebody else is responsible for you know creating the school and doing like all of the work. But when I'm there, I lend my my help in a, whichever way I can, organizing parties, Christmas parties, and you know just you know working with kids. Uh, so that I'd like to get more of that done. No, I was saying that you're part. You're not the only one who has a, a charitable side to them that gives back to communities that are less fortunate. Some of our past have uh, d- developed companies around it, and we do have uh, the uh, the, the um, nonprofit architect on this season. So it, it it it's a very charitable season and very charitable show, and we love giving back here and helping others. Uh, get to the level of success they want. Um, we're coming up near the end of the episode. Uh, this is uh, mainly my selfish question that I ask of all my entrepreneurs that come on before I, I release them. Um, what is a book that you usually suggest to entrepreneurs? I'm sorry, what? A book. That is a bad question for me because I'm a really bad entrepreneur. I don't read any entrepreneur books. Okay, but is there maybe a, a book, uh, uh, maybe a, a video or movie or something that you felt like helped you with your entrepreneurial uh, journey? Um, there was one, and unfortunately, I cannot recall what it was, but um, it was a little bit similar to The Law of Attraction, and uh, it was actually written in French, but it was a book that talked about how to visualize uh, things in your life and how if you want something very, very badly and you're really totally focused on that thing that you want, then things are around you are starting to happen that help you in that respect. And the other important aspect that it made me realize is that you have opportunities that arrive and if you are open to those opportunities and you are focused on that one thing that you want to accomplish, then you need to take those opportunities and you have to be able to recognize them and, and take a leap of faith and take the risk to actually go after them. And so unfortunately, I'm sorry, it's been so many years I read that but it did it did change my my mindset and i think it's something that we we all have to work on including myself is to always kind of remind ourselves of you know why we're doing something something we're we're doing and how badly do we want to achieve the results that we're looking after excellent so that is definitely so you you said a book the law of attraction of course if you do find it let me know and I'll add it to the show notes so that my audience can read it and or find the anglicized version of it as well. If so, the, the the law of attraction, if you're looking for the English version, but once we get the, the French version, we'll put in the show notes down below. Um, Sveta, we're coming to the end. I'm going to give you the last five minutes. You have up to five minutes. You don't have to use all of it, or you can go over the five minutes, really. Um, just let my audience know where they can find you on social media if they want to get in contact with you. Uh, you know, your courses are online. So, yeah, this is yours. Uh, feel free to promote yourself any way you want. Thank you, Phil. This is very, very generous of you. So as I was mentioning, my name is Sveta Melchuk, and my company is called Home Staging Step by Step. So you can find me uh, pretty much everywhere, but I'm mostly on Facebook. So just go to Home Staging Step by Step. 
I also run a very engaged and active Facebook group, which combines people who are home sellers and also people who are not necessarily ready to sell yet, but who are interested in staging to live concept, which is the same as redesign and uh, property styling. And the Facebook group is called Home Staging Tips. So you can look for that. I also have a website, homestagingstepbystep.com. So there is, it's, it's, it's a work in progress, my website. So, but basically what I want you to know is that <clears throat> I have products and services for anybody and I adapt all of my products and services to each person's needs, time frame, and budget. So we can start with something that's quite small, which is, is a self-paced online course, which is available for uh, under $100. And that teaches you everything you need to know as a savvy home seller on how to prepare and stage your home for sale. So if you're interested in that, you can connect with me there. And then I also run regular workshops and other events. And my biggest uh, product, which people really love, it's a bundle of where I guide you. It's, I call it my staging to live or staging to sell coaching bundle. And so with all the other different resources and tools, you also get my personal time and my personal involvement to work with you online to make sure that your house is presented in its most advantageous way so that you can make the most money possible. So you can, I have an unusual name, which is might be difficult to remember, but once you write it down and you search for me on Facebook or anywhere on Google, you'll find me easily enough. So if you have any type of questions, I will provide the, the my document, my little, um, you can connect with me if you want my PDF on the 10 mistakes for home sellers. And I hope to welcome you in my world anytime. Thank you, Phil, so much for having me on your show. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for spending time here, sharing your journey as an entrepreneur, how you just jumped into it when given the choice and you're succeeding like a champion, which is always great to see. And uh, uh, my audience, look, you're gonna, we're all eventually going to sell our property or we want to live in a better looking house. So why not, invest your, yeah. <laughs> why not invest some time and uh, click on the links in the show notes to connect with Svetba. Svet Sveta. Sveta. <laughs> so that you can uh, live in a nicer home and get all those compliments uh, as well. And it's just like investing in yourself. Having a great environment just makes your life so much better. So, again, you're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. And uh, I thank you so much. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to this awesome episode. Um, I do have a small favor to ask you. If you could go over to Apple Podcasts, if you're using Apple Podcasts, go over and just leave us a five-star review just to let us know what you liked about the episodes, what you're liking about the season, and maybe some upcoming guests you'd love to see on the show. So again, just go over to Apple Podcasts, search Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, and then leave us a five-star review. It would mean so much to us. I thank you for listening and we will see you in the next episode.